hey, hey. Long days at work, I grab my shirt, my bag. We sent out the front line. Frustrations in my head, just play so wet, but it's no one's fault but mine. Long drive home, here we go. I play scramble pod through the radio. Cold bears with the boys, hello. Those links are my only home. Go. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the 42nd installment of the Scramble Podcast presented by Hedgebetter at beautiful Hedgebetter Studios in Braintree, Massachusetts. This is Andy Rogues, joined here by... Steve Campy. Steve. We are without our uh, our comrade, Tim. He is under the weather. Um, he's okay. He just like, he's just feeling run down. Can't get in here. I don't blame him. I'd rather... I'd rather him do this, and he gave us our thoughts, which are in the sheet, than him come in and just be just be down to Robin. Morose. Yeah, yeah. We don't need that. Of course. Uh, we still love Tim uh, very much. He's our brother. But it's a two-man show this week. So we're, you know, just a couple of uh, blabbering Italians is what you get before, uh, before the U.S. Open here <laughs> in noted Italian country, Massachusetts. Uh, welcome this week to the, the toughest test in golf. Right here in beautiful Massachusetts. Yep. Uh, by the time you all listen to this, uh, I know we have a lot of local listeners. The only reason I know this is because we were doing our demographic stuff to work with a sponsor. So I know where you all are. Mostly Massachusetts, New York, randomly Seattle, our third hub. Yeah. Shout out to you guys. Um, by the time you hear this, the Celtics would have played game five. Hopefully they win uh, for our sanity and our wallets. Mm-hmm. Uh, go sees. I sadly have to – I'm not sadly. It's going to be fun. I'm going to an event on Martha's Vineyard this weekend. Can't get to the U.S. Open. I already have some friends that are there. I'm insanely jealous. It looks awesome. Yeah. Also, the video is coming out. I mean, they yeah. do this for every major, yeah. and especially the U.S. Open, because obviously it's notoriously the big one. The, yep. That rough. Those, those greens. My God. The, the, the video, if you haven't seen it. Just search Guido Miglio's. He showed you the rough. He drops a ball from like three feet, and it takes zero bounces, and you just plummet into the grass, and you can't see it. Yep. Might as well be in China. It's gone. So this is good. So I'm going to have to say right off the bat, hit the fairway, uh, and don't miss the green. Yeah. Easy. <laughs> Easy game. Follow our social medias this week. You get our cards. The little the little prop bets we'll be doing. It's a major. A lot more of those available on wherever you do all of your gambling. Uh, we're going to be pretty active. Might do a little daily roundup uh, based on how many uh, Chardonnays I end up having. Maybe I'll get on a live, just start just start talking, see who joins. Uh, why don't you take us into what we're doing this week? On the show this week, we are going to recap the RBC Canadian Open, uh, otherwise known as the Corey Connors Invitational. And he showed up. He did. Yep, very Thank good. Thank you, Corey. Yep. <laughs> I finally won money off of betting you. Uh, obviously, uh, Rory McIlroy, if, uh, if you've heard of him before, he's a decent golfer. Mm-hmm. He just came home with his 21st win. Which has a little significance, which we'll get into. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, and then speaking of that significance, we're going to pivot to uh, later on in the show, we're going to react to the first ever Live Golf. That was in London, and, and uh, we're going to discuss kind of the future of that, of, of the impact of not only that tour, but the impact it'll have on the PGA. Uh, then we're going to preview, uh, as always, the course. It's going to be uh, the Country Club in Brookline, Massachusetts. Um, we we were checking it out beforehand, it's, it's hole by hole. It's a wow. It's a golf course. Uh, you know, if you're an architect guy, you're you know you're a, a, a golf course maintenance guy. It's it's gorgeous. Mm. Yeah, it's if you can uh, just look up on YouTube, Golf Digest, the Country Club hole by hole, and uh, it's like eighteen minutes of just pure bliss. Get out the Jergens lotion, 
grab the napkins. Mm-hmm. It's going to be <laughs> a mess. Stan Marsh. Can I say that? That's very sexual. Oh, Ra- comment. No, Randy Marsh. Yeah, yeah, yeah Randy Marsh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, and then we're gonna we're gonna close up, and uh, you know we're gonna go over who's due for a big week, and who do we think is ultimately going to host the U.S. Open Trophy. Welcome to the Surf and Turf Golf Course to Coast recap of the RBC Canadian Open. Rory McIlroy, a Northern Irishman, dominates the neutral zone, gets pucks on net, and converts on his power plays at St. George's Golf Club to capture his 21st win on tour and back-to-back at this event. I will say this, him and JT, absolute gong show on Sunday, where the PGA, and we'll obviously talk about it in a, in a little bit here, but when the PGA needed to deliver, it did. It yeah. absolutely did. I previously had very little interest in this tournament. Me too. And now, like, seeing everything progress through the weekend, get me into Saturday. Obviously, I had some skin in the game with some bets that actually finally freaking panned out. But I feel like it was, we it watched an, it. It was an electric Sunday. We watched it because we wanted it to be good. Yeah. Because, I mean, I feel like, Maybe you're with me, but I'm such like a PGA. I'm a PGA loyalist, I think. Mm. So um, that call me boring. But Rory shoots a 62 on Sunday, 19 under, beats top 10 Tony by two. Unbelievable week. We'll talk about it. JT by three. Dude, he birdied five holes on the front. It goes out in 29. Mm-hmm. Wedges were buzzing on Sunday when it mattered. Seven approach shots he hit inside of five feet. That's ridiculous. So that's seven tap-ins. Mm-hmm. Uh, look, and in a week where he was worse than the field average strokes gained putting, he still shot a 62 on Sunday. That's ridiculous. So that just shows you that any if you, it's it's such a simple game, put the ball in the hole. But if you can put it to four, five, three, four, five feet, you don't have to putt that well. You can just tap it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and look, so uh, this is the this is the big thing. After he won, he's in his post round interview. He mentions that he he got he was happy to get to 21 wins, one more than someone else. Who is that someone else? And to that I say, talk that shit, Rory. Talk that shit. <laughs> that that someone else is Greg Norman. Of course. So fuck off, huh? That was I thought that was unbelievably funny. Yeah. And he's you know he's a, he's not like a witty guy. He's an honest guy, and he's you know likable. Everybody likes him. But talk that shit. I love it. Get it the. Get this a little more heated. It's yeah. already pretty heated with from the from you know the the big overhead standpoint. Let's get the players jarring a little do bit. Do you do you think that this devolves into like a WWF WCW sort of thing? Yeah. Is uh what's his name? Is uh who's the 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 guy behind all of it from the Vince McMahon? Is Vince McMahon in the background of this? I think so. Is this Vince McMahon's music? I mean, we needed <laughs> entertainment. We needed a spark plug in the game of golf, and Cut we're getting it. my music, dude. <laughs> we should we should make a little promo that has the uh, the New World Order. Oh, yeah. With a, that'd be pretty good. 100%. Big week for top 10, Tony. So he shoots a group worst 64 on Sunday. Yes, you heard that right. Uh, and finishes second. It's a monster putt on 18, a fantastic finish for our guy, Tony, who is arguably one of the best guys in golf. Mm. He's a fantastic dude. Gained 4.6 strokes total per day, which is over the average that it takes to win on tour. If you, he Basically saying if you go and gain 4.6 strokes every day like he did on average, you will win, I think it's like 98 or 99% of golf wow. tournaments. And he actually happened to lose this week to a guy who gained 5.2 per day. So there you go. Um, Justin Thomas, 
I, I, I feel like now he's been a staple in our show for like a month straight. He's being like, wow, another good week. But then at the end of the show, we go, Justin Thomas shows up. He'll be there on Sunday. Like, it's just every week now. Yeah. Uh, he's he's an automatic bet. You ha- you cannot be left out of him right now. He, no. JT right now is Scotty three months ago. Yeah. And Scotty's still kind of Scotty. He finished second two weeks ago. Of course. So like, yeah. Uh, and JT, that makes five out of his last six events positive strokes gained total, which is something that like guys don't do. I mean, even the guys that go nuclear, they you know they ultimately have a week where they come in fortieth or they miss a cut and they lose strokes. He hasn't. It, I mean, five out of in, six in this five week stretch. Is there anything that you can nitpick about JT's game? No. I, what is he not doing? Because there's there's always one part of the game that everyone is going to inherently struggle with. I can't. Is there anything? No, because remember our our one bugaboo with him was that the putter sometimes stays at home. Mm. And now he's <laughs> He's rolling. Yeah. The putter is back, and I trust him off the tee arguably more than most because mm. he has so many shot shapes off the tee. He does. He can hit the shit out of it for a guy that's only 5'9". Or he's so 50. multidimensional. It's sick. It's crazy. And it gives us hope to weird swing guys because, you know, he's not the conventional. Thank you. Um, Justin Rose on Sunday. You sent the text. You were like, I don't know if you guys are watching this, but uh, yeah. Justin Rose is like 11 under through 14 holes. Eagle party. Yeah. <laughs> Guy was like, he, he's, he may be English on paper, but he wanted to be American with all those eagles. <laughs> all right, Write on. that down. Put that on a T-shirt. Dude. <laughs> that was incredible. It was like, you look, I, I click on the CBS app, and I if you click on Justin Rose, all of a sudden it was like circle, 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 circle. Double, double circle. circle double. Yeah. Ridiculous. And know what sucks? He bogeyed 18 to shoot 60. Mm. So the the PGA Tour communications Twitter, by the way, fantastic follow if you guys like care about like mid round stats and they put out like who WDs. They're really good about the news and stuff. Mm. In the middle of his when he had two holes to go, it says he can par 17, and if he just pars 18, it's 59. If he birdies it, 58. And I think they jinxed him. I think they, they know, absolutely did. They announcers cursed. No hitter, pitcher, got him. Because mm. when you're in the dugout, you don't talk about it. Yeah. And I feel like you don't talk 59 watch unless it's on the scorecard. Mm-hmm. They, I'd be pissed if I'm him. You just just say pissed, he's looking to close out an incredible round. Yes. That's it. They kept ta- They kept saying, oh, 58 in play, 59 in play. Hey, don't do that. If anything, if we've learned anything about golfers ever, and you, you guys listen, you are them, we're very, very mentally unstable. Oh, okay? God, yeah. And the ones that are successful in this game are the ones that are not, i.e. the pros. But it's about the six inches between your ears. And if I heard someone go, all you have to do is par 18, bro, and you shoot 79. I'm sending my driver 400 yards right. I, if I'm stepping up, absolutely. If I'm stepping up to 18 and one of the kids I'm playing with goes, dude, if you par this, you, you break 80. I'm, bog- I'm doubling. Yeah. 81. Mm. Um, that's, that's criminal. Honestly. Dude, another good week for Sam Burns, who I would argue is Sneaky, the second hottest player on the planet, right? Third hottest, maybe, behind JT and Rory, who just played. There's a, He's, what, top 15 every week? Yeah, dude. Sam Burns is now up to fifth or sixth in the world, I think. He has to be. He's and, and his nasty earnings, right now. Despite, he, he, so, and he has, what, three wins, right? Yeah. Yeah. His earnings this year, and he's, what, 26? He's a young guy. He, he's younger than us. 25, maybe? 26? Well, you're older than me. I'm pretty old. <laughs> Uh, but that's he's made a nice chunk of change for yeah. himself. And if I hadn't used him already for Survivor, if, mm. if those of you do that, or you know, I'd use him for the U.S. Open if I had him. He's fucking good right now. Yeah. Uh, Scotty with another top twenty, steady Eddie. Just needed 
again, he's a, he just needed to not play like shit for me to be all over him again for U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Um, another good week from Harold Varner the third, who is now like four weeks in a row. Why did it take this yeah. <laughs> long in his career to get to this point? It always felt like he had, you know, he's he's popped up at, at certain points yep. throughout his career, but there was no sustainability up until this point. Yeah. And I love it. Me too. I'm here for it because he's a great guy. And a fun watch because he's like laughing and making fun of himself. He's animated. Mm-hmm. Fans love him. I also. love that he rocks the purple to Sunday purple. ECU. Yep. yep. Uh, and your guy, Matty Fitz. I thought he was going to win by 20 on Thursday and Friday. It looked like it, man. I thought that the weather, when that was blowing in, that like that would be his opportunity to really separate himself, especially after going, what, six under on the first round? Yep. Like, I was like, oh, my go. God, I might win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I might win a bet. Well, I, I still did. But if you like, guys are golf betters, there's there's that feel. You have it every Thursday, Friday, when the guy you picked is, like, top five. You're mm-hmm. like, here I go. Yeah. And that just proves that it takes four rounds. Yeah. Because then I think he went, like, 70, 70. Like, he went back-to-back yeah, 70s yeah, yeah. on Friday, yeah. Saturday. Tough, mm-hmm. tough. But another good week out of him. That's, again, like like – I don't know if you guys are sensing a theme here into the U.S. Open. Yep. A couple of guys that we keep mentioning for the last few weeks, they talk about peaking. You just have to peak at the right time, mm-hmm. okay? And I'd say this. Overall, a great week of golf, and the tour needed it. It delivered. You had three big guns in contention on Sunday. Uh, I mean, I know Golf Channel. They're all over it. They're like, this is this is what Jay Monahan needed. He didn't need a no-name blowout win mm-hmm. he needed the the big names in golf that turned down all the money to stay and play to put on a product put on fireworks yep and yep. it fucking delivered oh it was incredible so that with that that will do it for the canadian open the Corey connor's invitational <laughs> where he backdoor top 10 awesome um and now we're gonna get into a new segment that i named i didn't tell anyone that i was naming this i'm calling it Money to live. <laughs> because you need money to live. Fact check true. Presented by the players not being able to answer questions about human rights during the press conferences. <laughs> <laughs> okay. You had to have seen it on social media. Even if you're not a golf fan, like it, it's popping up. Yeah, and it's disturbing. Dude, they're like, reporters are ruthless, right? And they have to be. It's mm-hmm. their job. I get it. Yeah. But they're like, so how how would you respond to X, Y, and Z? And you had a lot, a lot of the guys going, uh, I'm just going to focus on golf this week. Because they, it's almost you, like they know. You also know. have to think, even if they want to say something, because you know it's there in their conscience. Mm-hmm. That is terrifying. Oh, I mean, I'd be so nervous. Any press conference. I mean, did you catch? By now, it's Tuesday, so the highlights of it will be out. Before we came here, I watched Phil's entire press conference today. Mm. Ooh. Ooh, hoo, hoo. He must have got rinsed, huh? Oh. And he, you could tell he was getting fed up with it. So he was stopping guys in the middle of the question, being like, just ask one at a time. Because yeah. they were like, they would ask like three things in one sentence. He's like, well, I'm only going to answer the first part. Yeah, no shit. You're only going to answer the first part because you don't want to <laughs> comment on the shitty things you're doing. Yeah. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But we'll just talk about it briefly. Charles Swartzel takes home the biggest prize in golf and wins the inaugural Live Golf London event in Centurion. Four million dollars. His caddy, quick four hundred k. How in are one you? event? That's that's more than like any caddy on tour has won ever in a year. Yeah, because you got to think. Only the winning caddy of the of the 
the tour championship, right? But yeah, yeah, oh would, yeah. Would they would they get? But that's not. See, that's the difference. Would they get the ten percent of that fifteen mil? Or? That's. Uh, that's between the player and the caddy. Mm. So you can decide. That, you know, 1.5 million for. So that's, yeah. That's, that's. But that's a tour championship FedEx Cup playoff. This is Nine, live golf yeah. paying him 400K. Yeah. 99% of caddies are maybe making that in a year. Yeah. Maybe. And his team, the Stingers, mm. more on the stupid fucking names to come. <laughs> and they're incredible. So the, the, uh, the South African team was him, Brandon Grace, Louis Ustuizen and Henny Duplessis. Plessy. I think that's how you say it. Plessy? Duplessy? Because it's like IS, but it's Frenchish. You are way more better than myself. So Henny comes in second, takes home like two two and change, plus the, you know, not uh, eight something, a seven and change, 100K that he gets the team most. Goal. Yeah, the yeah. team for the team, for the Stingers. Uh, DJ comes tied for eighth, heads to the U.S. Open, and I'll say it, underwhelming. He's washed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I no, I, seriously though, like he he won his masters in November when it was rainy and soggy. You know, he's a he's a cut hitter. He was dropping dimes on those greens. Comes back the next spring, can't find, you know, obviously he just didn't play well. What has he done since? I know actually his his world, official world golf ranking has lowered every he, week. He's done nothing since winning the masters and I know. You know, it, and, and the, unfortunately, it's going to have an asterisk on it yeah. because it was played in November. <laughs> it's not the same. It's a t- completely different golf course. Everyone says it. So, I mean, DJ's a cool guy, but, I mean, one, you make questionable life choices when it comes to money and w- who your employer is, and two, he's he's becoming obscure now. I know. He needs to, like, win one of these, I think, to, like, kind of get it back, even mm-hmm. though, congratulations, you beat 30, 35 no-names. Yeah. I don't know. Phil, though, comes out in 69. No, sorry, sorry. Yeah, comes out in 69, one under at Centurion, and then shoots 75-76 to take himself right out of it. And to that I say, was it worth it, Greg? Was the money worth it yet? Mm. I know we're one week in, but uh, your boy, 75-76 at that course is like, I feel like I could grab Cole Hammer from Texas, and he'd go and do that. Yeah. I don't know, man. And I wrote th- I wrote some takeaways down. I know you're looking at it now, but... You know, you jump in if you have any other thoughts. No, Here, you here's some of my takeaways, okay? Not that anyone gives a shit, because that's what a podcast is. Two dudes shitting around. Ready? The sponsors of the PGA Tour stuck by them, and they dropped all their players who jumped ship. I say, and to that I say, nice, very good. Mm-hmm. But the equipment and, col- and clothing companies still let all their stuff be broadcasted. So at the end of the day, does it really matter? Uh, you know, the logo on your shirt from the guy who made the shirt? No, but from the company paying to be on the shirt? Yes, I guess it does matter. Mm-hmm. So they took them all off. Yeah. And then the news broke over the weekend. Stevie broke one to me. I was out. You got Bryson officially committed to the event in, in uh, Portland. Mm-hmm. Portland? I think so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Pat Reed, Pat Perez, uh, excited for Use Golf Facts to start <laughs> tweeting about. Uh, She's going to be so so on the defensive. <laughs> yeah. Dude. Don't worry. This isn't morally uh, corrupt what yeah. we're doing. Yeah. No. If you think about it. It's all right. I must say, I, let me interject and say one thing. And this, this comes in the face of the RBC this past weekend. Um, you know, RBC obviously sponsored the Canadian Open. They, can, uh, they do the, uh, the Hilton Head tournament as well. If you, if you look into what their port- investment portfolio consists of, I will say it's it's a bit hypocritical to have them as a sponsor, depend based on what they're investing in, as compared to obviously the Saudi money. See, I've never looked into it. Is it also shady? 
let's just say it's not great on human rights. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. We'll leave it at Interesting. that. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. But hmm. I'm just, what I'm saying is ultimately at the end of the day, it's, it's a very interconnected world and there people are going to put money in some really shitty places. And I, I root for those companies to divest from that. Um, I could see how the guys from the live tour could say, Hey, you may be mad at me for taking money from this, but look at where you're taking money from in, in, in their investment. So I can get that. But at, at the very at the same time, you got to commend the tour and the sponsors for saying no. Like there's there's certain lines we're not going to cross. Agreed. Mainly people being thrown off of our roof or beheaded because of who they are in love with. Yeah, yeah, agreed. So. Uh, Wolf and Matt Wolf and Ricky Fowler rumored to be next. Nothing confirmed. It just makes sense for both of them. Yeah, I think so too. Uh, for, they're both of them are are effectively non-competing. Go make some money. Good personalities. Yeah, but. I mean, go make your money, I guess. I mean, Ricky's made his money. It's yeah, it's dirty money, but it's money. What? Yeah, I mean, I mean, like think about it. Like Rick, Rick has a a, a young child. He mm-hmm. just makes a few of these. Child set up for life. Yeah, I mean, at the whatever, we'll get into it. Um, a few of the talking heads from the Golf Channel were like, "Hey, congratulations on your win, Charles Swartzel. You, yeah, like I said, you beat a member guest and uh, Thomas oh, Piot. Yep, it's like uh." The, the quality will get better because mm-hmm. that's how this is going to work. More people will, more bigger names will commit, and you'll get you'll get guys that just miss out on tour cards from Corn Ferry. Mm-hmm. They'll go, still good players. Yep. Like I, I would, you know, a lot of the guys that grabbed internationally, not as good as like the top, because twenty five from the Corn Ferry get your get your card right. Not as good as twenty six through forty on the Corn Ferry tour. No, definitely not. Quality of golf there doesn't add up. Mm-hmm. Um. The scoreboard screen, it was like an F1 race. I, I didn't hate it, didn't like it. It was weird. I didn't see it, so describe it for me and the listeners. So, like, you got your screen, you're watching it on YouTube or their website or wherever you're, you know, Fubo, wherever it was. Mm-hmm. And on the left side, like a black bar had their first initial and then, the fir- and then an abbreviation. For their last name. So not their full last name. No. And did they have, tell me they had the little stupid fucking picture. The logo. The yeah. Next to their. So now, so like it would say for, for Phil Mickelson, it said P-M-I-C. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Like if you're just glancing at him going P-M-I-C. Yeah. Or even Dustin Johnson was D-J-O-H. Yeah. Like dude, now I got to look and be like, who the fuck is like. Yeah. And it would. The, and it would shift around if a guy birdied. He would move it like a NASCAR or F1 race where, like, the name just goes oh, so up. Oh, instantaneous. Yeah, yeah. Okay. at the same time. Yeah. Now, that part I did like. Yeah. That part I liked, and I liked that it had the ticker of how many holes were left because it was a shotgun start. Okay. Um, but the names thing, and there was, okay, there was another thing that bugged me. It was a dinging, a ding noise. It would be like, bing, every time they would shift to another golfer. Like, okay. no matter what. Every cut to a different golf shot. Do you think that was intentional or or was that a screw up? Yeah, because I think it gets you if you're if all of a sudden you look away and then it goes like ding and you'd be like, oh, what's happening now? It's moving. Ah. You know what I mean? Okay. An audio visual cue, as we say. Mm. Uh, the draft was pretty funny. <laughs> Graham McDowell said it was fun until the second round when he didn't know anybody who was left. <laughs> <laughs> Which is tough for one of your top, you know, eight guys that you grabbed from the PGA tour. Is like, yeah, the graphics cool and everything. Didn't know a single guy I was picking after my first pick. Mm. Tough. At that point, do you think they just got to, they, for that week, they just pick their guy and then you just randomize or? Yeah, I don't know. Like, th- he was like, yeah, I had asked some caddies. 
the the guy that I picked, I asked if they knew any of these guys. We were going off like a quick Google because they had a computer, like an iPad in front of them. I think they were doing like quick Google searches. That's ridiculous. So the team names, the logos, whatever the hell the little slogans were for the teams. This is a millennial phrase. Mm. Cringy, Mm. dude. Yeah. Didn't Did it give you the ick? The ick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I was icked. Is that how you say it? I believe. I have the ick. Had it. Had the, yeah. Like just name them the captain's last name and make a cool logo with like their initials or something. Like Tom Brady does. Yeah. Dustin Johnson's team, Team Johnson, make it a cool D, a cool J, like in some sort of mm-hmm. funky, you know, team. Don't overthink it. Team Louis. Just like a major. Yes. Don't overthink Don't it. Don't overthink Star it. Power's going to play. They absolutely did. Yeah. You got the Stingers, The one of them is the Cliques, which is an old it's word for like a wooden ship. <laughs> What's no. diversity, Ron? Yeah. No, it's like an old name. Then they were like, and one of them, DJ's team was like the Aces, and he had like had to have a little blurb that was like, Golf's greatest shot, like, mm. the, like Which, brutal. By, by the way, I'm, an albatross from like two seventy five out if, with a three wood is way more impressive, impressive. than a hole in one. No one named their team the albatrosses. True. It was like stingers, smashers, skull rock, yeah. whatever the fuck. Chargers. Yeah, dude, miss me with that. I'm all set on the the fanfare with the names and the whatever. Yeah. No, thank you. Uh, that being said, I do have to give some credit. The product wasn't that bad. Commercial free golf is kind of nice. Okay. Uh, so how are they getting this revenue then? They don't have, so that I, I read into <laughs> Blood it. Blood money. So a couple, yeah, a couple of guys that wrote articles for ESPN and CBS, uh, Pat McDonald and CBS. He was like, the reason for that this early on is because they don't have a ton of screen time sponsors yet. Mm-hmm. And he's like, don't worry, that will come. Okay. Like the PGA does the stupid fucking cutout. Dude, on the last hole of yesterday, they did a playing through commercial. The 72nd hole, the PGA did a playing through. Let me see every second. Excuse me? Don't do that in the last five holes. Can I please have caddy player conversations? Can I? I want to see them walking up the fairway. Like and that's every something, moment. It's it's a it's gonna take eight minutes to play the friggin' hole. Just give us eight uninterrupted minutes. They they have to. There's so many ads. There's so many sponsorship things, especially if you're watching it on a streaming service too. Because like Hulu will cut in mm. with their ad at the same time that if you're watching on cable. Yeah, dude, just give me that. I couldn't believe that. I someone tweeted the picture. It was like, wow, we just got a playing through on the 72nd <laughs> hole. I was like, dude, that's like a third period, two minutes left, Stanley Cup final tie game, and you're gonna go, you're gonna go, and now presented by Honda is the the final to stop. Yeah. Um, Just let it breathe. I will say this. They do offer uh, watching it in a lot of places. So I think that's really nice. So, like, no matter what, you're going to be able to, to watch is, the This events. has to pressure the tour. Yeah, yeah. Because there has to be much more availability on demand. Agreed. Thursday, Friday, thankfully, I get to work from home. But most people, or at least a good portion of people, don't. Yeah. How are people going to stream it at work? You, you, like, have to have an ESPN Plus yep. on your phone? Y- yep, you have to have that. And it's just, like, I, I get exclusivity. I get that you have a partnership, yeah. and that's yeah. going to give you revenue. And, obviously, that revenue goes to growing the game, paying sure. bigger pots. I understand it. You have to ha- – there just has to be some more accessibility. Yeah, I think it's going to be nice. This will el- this will elevate the product mm-hmm. from PGA. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully, they cut down on the ads, and hopefully they are – like. Live, you can watch it on their website. You can watch it on YouTube. If you go on Twitter, they were ho- like hosting like a, like if you, you know, like there was like a banner on the top. There's a lot of places you can watch. I think 
but also like conversely, they had to do that to start. Like they had to make yeah. sure that people watched. And I did read that they got around 300,000 people on Thursday, which is not that far behind what the RBC got Thursday, Friday, which is like 600,000, but that's also on cable. Yeah. That's so like, I mean, you got like almost half of what, and it took away from, you know what I mean? I mean, unless you're like me and like, you're not like the TV in my office I had on the RBC and on my laptop next to where I was working, I had to live on. Mm. Um, But yeah, that's, I think that was a good, a good production start uh, from that way. I could do away with the scoreboard and the dinging, but as far as like commercial free golf everywhere, can't beat it. I'm in, in for it. Uh, and then now I have a very long rant, as you can see. Go for it. Uh, and uh, bear with oh me, boy, everybody. I'm you're just scrolling. I'm scrolling. You're on. just gonna hear from me for the next minute or five. The floor is yours. I think it's a weird time in golf. Okay, it's changing. There's another option, and change is hard for people. Okay, you agree? Mostly, yeah. We're gonna get a lot of uh, the NBA coined it, but this league. We're going to get a lot of that. Those moments are inbound. Mm. Live Golf hyped up this event to be the best thing you've ever seen for months and months. And you know what? I'd say they pretty much delivered it. I don't think they missed on a lot of the things that they guaranteed. Accessibility, excitability, a new cutting-edge product. They They gave it to you. For a new fan to the game, or to anyone that's only watched the PGA, if you're older than, like, thankfully, you know, we grew up in the media age, so we're pretty savvy. Yeah. But guys like my dad, my grandfather, they've never seen anything like it. So this is very, very new. It's a fresh new style. You get the shotgun start. You get how many holes are left. It's a five-hour presentation no matter what, right? It's not 9 a.m. to 2 on Golf Channel, 2 to 4. That's infuriating. On 2 to 4. CBS. Two to four yeah. CBS, switch over to something else for yeah. four to seven, right? No, you don't get that. You get it one place, don't change the channel, and you're never going to miss a shot. Obviously, Charles and Henny are not what we thought it would transpire to be, right? We didn't want, we didn't want that. I wanted Taylor Gooch and DJ yep. wire to wire, neck and neck, right, as a guy who understands the game. But here we are. And I, and I will say this, it can get better. It can certainly get better. And look, as I I was for sure someone that was shitting on this idea. I was very pessimistic about the idea since its inception. We discussed it like like even last year when there were rumors of it. I was like, this is gonna suck. Yeah. I was I wanted it to be bad, and I wanted it to be horrible so bad, and it wasn't. The fanfare, the hype, the money—it's all there, and it's all real now. You can't say this isn't happening now. Mm-hmm. It happened. Okay. And we got to watch it. And, you're, and I'm going to watch it. Yeah. They sucked me in. They did their job. I, I think, and he's a very polarizing figure. Agreed. But Bryson going there. Big. A under 30-year-old U.S. Open winner that hits the ball 200 miles. <laughs> it's that, like, that's got some Only power to it. Only helps your product. Yep. Only helps your product. Yeah. And I don't know, man. It's... This, I, I don't want to support it because of the obvious saying. reasons, but also from what you're saying, it actually kind of gives me some hope that the, the game of golf is going to grow and evolve Yeah, because it's going to put that outside market pressure. So the better that live can be from a pro, from a production standpoint, and, and if they can keep coming up with fresh, good ideas, if the PGA Tour and then golf in general, Q School, the U.S. Amateur Open, like all that sort of stuff, like... 
there's there's some I don't want to swear, but there's some screwiness going on. Yeah. With uh, with Q School right now, and and it it's like people don't genuinely understand how unbelievably difficult it is for amateur golfers yeah. to break through and get their pro card. Like it is torturous. I will go to my grave saying it's the hardest sport to break into the professional scene. And sometimes the best players in the game will never even make it, and it's because of of money and bullcrap. They raised the price of Q School thirty percent. That's insane. For someone that. For guys that grind every week that don't have that money, because what what full time job can you hold down while you have to be try to become a a, a plus seven handicap? Yeah, now I now I have to pay instead of was it forty five hundred? I think it now went from like forty five to seven yeah. somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah, bro, that's a lot of money. Mm. That's like if you're not winning things every week, if you like, that's a lot of money for these guys. It's a lot of money for me. And you know what? It starts to lend a, li- a bit more credence to uh, to the Sharks' point. Maybe the Live is a complementary or even developing league. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And look, this doesn't change the fact that the PGA is still where the weight of your win lies. Of course. Okay? The official world golf ranking reflects that, having given zero points to any of them. Okay? <laughs> I award you no points. Yeah. And may God have, may mercy, God have on mercy on your soul. Yeah. The strength of the field reflects that. What also does not change is the fact that the money and all the backing is is dirty. It's uh, the the National Bank of Merchant whatever. You can look it up. It's not great. There are these people that come from these families that have done terrible things to people for generations and hundreds and thousands of years, whatever. The people are the people are going to be a little bit shitty. And I and I want you all to take home this quote from Rory before I, I have a couple more things. But he says, when money is the reason for making a decision, it usually doesn't end up well. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have to agree. Yeah. I've, I've been actively trying to make more decisions in the, my personal life in the last couple of years where I'm like, you know what? Money, obviously, a, a necessary means to an end. A but factor. I just like there, there's other shit that I care about. Yeah. There's other things that are more important. And you know what? And if you do those things that you care about, mm. the money will come. Yeah. If if you're that passionate, I mean, look at me. I I used to be a scientist, and now I've pivoted into doing this. Okay. God God bless my my roommate at home that that supports all of these decisions. Okay. Because <laughs> I told, I swore, I said this is going to work out. Yep. And I know it is. Mm-hmm. That wasn't a decision for money. If I wanted to do a decision for money, I would have taken some all some bullshit bigger science job. Yeah. But I hated it. So, anyways, the real winners, I'd say, from this week, and I, maybe you agree with me, is the USGA, the PGA of America, the major championship boards, and Augusta National. Because you know why, Steve? Why is that, Andy? They get a better product. Oh, 100%. Now, now this sort of, uh, this sort of war between PGA and Liv, it's not over. It'll be in our podcasts and our shows and our media for years. The four weeks of the year that we get to watch the majors now, that is the the undisputed best golf of the year. And it's going to get very spicy. Yes. You know guys are going to be taking shots at one another. Yes. Yeah. Because you'll get, you know, the District 5 Ducks playing <laughs> playing the uh, – what was the name of the uh, the team? What was Adam Banks on? I know. The, I, I can't, wow, this kills me. I'm a I'm hockey a guy eater. too. Yeah. Yeah. The, the four week, it's going to be the best because the two sides will come together and compete for majors. And that's going to be enough to get me through the really bad tournaments that the PGA puts on. Some, not, I shouldn't say that. bad tournaments, strength of field tournaments. Lesser. Right. It'll be enough to get me through, okay? Mm. 
Golf rocks. It's a fun thing. Everyone can play it. You can play it for the rest of your life. It's about the only game besides, like, let's say, tennis and pickleball mm-hmm. that you can do late in your life and still be good at it. Yep. At the end of the day, live golf and everything that comes with it is creating a buzz for our game, and we got to roll with it. And you got to look to the four majors now. Mm. You got to say, those are the meat of the year. And we're getting one this week. And I know it's early on, so it doesn't still have that feel. But next year, the following year, because we know Liv's not going away. DJ just signed a four-year deal, okay? Mm-hmm. So it's, we're, we're at least getting four years out of this, yep. I'd say. We got to roll with it. It's creating a buzz. No one has talked. The more, the most people I'm sure in your life have ever talked to you about golf in the last two weeks, right? That have never spoken yeah. to you about it. Yeah. I mean, like even people at work yeah. who they're just like, hey, Steve, I heard about it. And literally people who I don't even know that they know that professional sports exist. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how out of touch they're yeah. like, hey, Steve, I know you talk about golf occasionally. I heard about this thing. It's like, how the fuck do you know? Dude, I had like, <laughs> we, I was at a wedding over the weekend and I had like like friends of my aunts and uncles be like hey i'm hearing about this uh this this saudi golf thing mm. that's like that's ultimately good yeah people are talking about it the game has grown incredibly with covid um and and it's it's stepped into a new age golfer by the way if you are a new age golfer just a little tidbit from my past experience this weekend on the course if you ever show up in jorts in a <laughs> sleeveless cutoff or if you ever show up in like boots or anything Come on, assimilate. Yeah. Assimilate to the culture. Yeah. Let's have some couth, okay? I understand. It's about being inclusive, but you can put on a pair of nice shorts and sneakers. I, I've, I've <laughs> taken my tarp off when I've played golf. I've taken my shoes off and played barefoot. Barefoot golf is great. I'm, I don't want to be like crazy all about the rules and all that stuff. Golf should be fun. Agreed. Ha- have some couth. Yeah, I get you. But I, I, back to you, I just wanted to interject with that. But I mean, also, I, I do have another question really quick. Yeah. How quickly do you think that the PGA Tour, or if at all, uh, is going to pivot to equal tee to a shotgun start? Uh, because a lot of these guys are talking it up with Liv, and they're just like, it's just so much easier. It's for just me. so much easier. I know. You think about you Tiger Woods when he has a 7, 8, 10, and 9, 10 a.m. tee time. He's going to be up at 4.30 in the morning. Yeah, that's uh... – that's something I really can't gauge because I know the tour is so set that like the staggered start is a reward, mm. you know, play well. I can see that. Play, though they, they consider it play well Thursday and Friday in the draw that you're given and you will be rewarded on Saturday and Sunday. Mm. However, maybe, yeah. maybe it's a shotgun just for Thursday and That's Friday. A, that, hey, yeah. Just I get mean, things done. You get, Move. you guys get boned by the draw a lot. We've seen that. I mean, in, in no bigger spectacle than the, the, the players this year. That yep. draw was one of the worst. Terrible. And no one in that besides Justin Thomas, because he's a machine, <laughs> no one in that late early got rewarded. Mm-hmm. Um, and that'll probably do it for our like, live golf thing. we love to hear what you guys think. It's, uh, it's an exciting time to be a golf fan. It's, I just want, I can't wait to see the innovation. Yeah. It's because it inherently has to happen. What drives, what drives positive change? Competition. Competition. Yep. There you go. All right. Well. That brings us into uh, the course report this week for the Country Club at uh, the US, U.S. Open. Uh, and this can happen again in Brookline, Massachusetts. So the Country Club uh, opened in 1882. The first designer in 1885. Uh, it was actually built in a couple of stretches. I think it was like six holes at a time. Yeah, actually yeah. kind of crazy. Uh, there's 27 
holes total on property, and they actually kind of mix match them across nines in order to develop an actual U.S. Open course. So it's actually pretty unique. Uh, again, if if you do watch that Golf Digest, uh, you know, yeah, I saw one video, of the there's a. There's a hole we learned yeah. that has two greens. Yeah, it's cra- they're going over one green to get to the actual target <laughs> green uh, over like a creek. It's it's pretty bizarre. Hey, I wonder, mm. do you think that if a guy, like, if say like they're so far Can back. Can you hit off the green? I was going to say, do you think it's better to hit off the green or do you want a fairway? I would want a fairway yeah, because me mentally, like, I would feel horrible but also a l- divot. Oh, yeah. Because you know it's got to be a wedge. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah. Like I, I even even though it's like technically the right thing to do, I would still feel. I'm sure someone this week will do it. We'll we'll find out. Yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. Well. Oh boy. Uh, so uh, designer Willie Campbell. I don't know who that is. I got nothing for you. He's probably wicked old. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this week it's going to be playing as a par seventy. Uh, it's seven thousand three hundred eighty-one yards. So not particularly not, long. Not you don't need to, need to be a bomber. Um, and obviously with this uh, with U.S. Open rough. As always, you got to be accurate. Just a little foreshadowing. Seventy-six point one rating, one fifty slope, one fifty slope. That's fucked. I would shoot. What do you think you would shoot? If I play, if I dead serious play at this course, mm-hmm. like I got a caddy and everything. Let Let's say from seventy, roundup call seventy four hundred yards, one fifty okay. slope. What do you think you're shooting? One fifteen. I'm shooting a minimum. 145. Yeah, uh, maybe 120. I might shoot the slope. I think 60, yeah, 60 aside is probably pretty good for me, I think. That would be preposterous. And I'll be honest with you, like I I'm not, I mean, I'm not fucking Roy McIlroy, but the part of my game that I would trust the least out here would be my putting. Like I I don't think I'd two putt anything. Mm. I'm not I'm not one putting anything. Not as like yeah, we watched the video. We watched the video. Guy drop a ball in the eighth green, mm-hmm. right in the middle. Yep. like he's standing, standing tall. See ya, right off the side. Adios. Gone. Which leads us to the next point: a lot of false fronts, a lot of runoffs. Uh, obviously, it's going to be U.S. Open greens. They're going to be incredibly firm, incredibly fast. Uh, there was reports a couple weeks ago. People were saying, right, like that. Hey, this might be a pretty scorable U.S. Open. Yeah. Psych, you thought. <laughs> all ah, got him. Yeah, got him. Um, home of the 1913 U.S. Open, which was won by no other than Boston local and amateur at the time, Francis We Met. And if you haven't seen uh, The Greatest Game Ever Played with starring Shia LaBeouf, LaBeouf. You know what? Maybe we should, maybe I'll go home and watch that. That actually... Yeah, that that's maybe Wednesday night. Yeah, I'll go watch. That's that. actually hype. Yeah, I love it. Fuck yeah! All we're, right, good idea. It. All right, doing it. movie review coming. <laughs> uh, it also held uh, uh, hosted. I'm sorry, U.S. Opens. By the way, Mr. R, Andy's dad. Yeah. Can, am I appropriately speaking into the microphone? I want to make sure that I'm adjusting <laughs> my behavior. Sorry, Dad. I, t- I told him what you said. Because I know that you're not mad. You're just disappointed. Yeah, yeah, he just wants that, to hear you. That that hurts. Um, <laughs> this is the home of also the 1963 and 1988 U.S. Opens. 88 is when Curtis Strange, uh, he was able to scramble for par on 18 to force a playoff against Sir Nick Faldo, beat him in a playoff the next day. Uh, also held the, uh, the 1999 R- Ryder Cup. I yeah. believe that was won by the Americans. Uh, I honestly didn't didn't mm. look into that. I'm almost positive, like 97%, but who knows. Um, okay, as for the uh, the par threes, par oh, three didn't report. have like a 2013 uh, USM? It, there was a USM there oh, okay. in 2013. Guess okay. who won? I think I know the answer. 
Maddie Fitz. Yep, Matthew Fitzpatrick. Something to, something to think about. Something to think about. Again, <laughs> foreshadowing. Uh, all right, the par threes. There's four of them on the course. The second hole is 220 yards and uphill. That's good, fucked. Good luck holding that green. I simply would never hit it's that It's not happening. It's <laughs> ap- it's the it's going to be a bogey hole. Um, number six, 197 yards. Number 11, if you wanted to get in some action with a hole-in-one hole, only 131 yards. It's a wedge for 90% of tour players. But we watched the video. That's a postage stamp. Mm-hmm. And it has five bunkers around it? It's, it's going to be it's, – it's short, but it's deceptive. I bet it will play under par, but if you miss, you're not getting up. I don't down. think it's playing under par. You don't think so? Not even okay. close. Right. No, nope. I think it's like a three uh, 3.2 hole. Okay. My uh, educated guess. Pre- I don't know. I did predict n- minus 18 was going to be the score last week, yeah, the you winning score. Yeah, nailed it. You I nailed was pretty it. close. Yeah. I'm getting good at this. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like we do this for a living. Mm. Um, and then the uh, number 16 hole is 211 yards. So uh, three of those holes are basically 195 or more. Challenging par threes again, especially with a lot of runoffs. Very, the greens are going to be like trampolines. Mm-hmm. Damn it! So you're going to need someone with the shot dispersion of a pitching wedge with a six iron, right? Call him Morikawa. Foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the par fives. There's only two on the course this week. The eighth hole, 567 yards. That's going to be somewhat gettable, but who knows? Uh, and then the 16th hole, practically ungettable. It's a dog leg left two and uphill. It's it's ridiculous. It we, 610? 625 625, yards. yeah. Okay. M- mostly, I think, might, maybe five guys the entire week are going to land that. Again, if we're playing that, that's taking me four shots to get home. Possibly five. Yeah. <laughs> um, weather, really quickly. We're just going to cover that. Thursday in uh, Boston, Massachusetts, partly cloudy high of 80, winds between 10 and 20. Now, the winds are going to be between 10 and 20 miles an hour for all the days, so I'm not going to repeat myself. So everyone just get that in your head now. (laughs) Friday, uh, morning rain, 50% chance, scattered tea storms throughout the day, high of 86. Saturday. Oh, so there might be some lightning if it's hot. Potentially, yeah. But that is going to cool some things off, though. So it's going to bring in a cool front uh, for both Saturday and Sunday. So Saturday, it's going to be a high of only 73. Uh, A.M., it's going to be sunny, uh, cloudy in the afternoon with a small chance of rain. And then Sunday, partly cloudy, but only 67 degrees. Ball's not going to be traveling as far. That's right. Take that into consideration. Again, still with those winds of 10 to 20, but it is going to be relatively clear. Mm -hmm. So with that, Andy. All right. You heard us break down the course. Here are some things that each of us are thinking for course key stats. When you're looking at the guys that you want to watch, hey, you know, it's a major, so a lot of people that don't normally gamble on golf will be gambling on golf. Mm -hmm. That laptop just died? My laptop just died. That's okay. I'll try uh, to remember all my picks. That's fine. Um, I'm going with driving accuracy because it's not necessarily long. However, that's an advantage if you can mash it, sure. But you got to hit the fairways. Like, I can't stress that enough. If you're on these, a couple of these par fours that are, like, not incredibly long, but then you have to hit, like, a like a nine iron or a wedge out of this, like, I don't even know how to describe it, like a marsh size rough. Yeah, like... You're going to be screwed. Now you're playing. Now you're fighting for par instead of a birdie opportunity. Mm. Strokes gained on approach is going to be huge. When we went over sort of the video before this, and we're we're looking at the holes. These are small greens and on shelves. Small greens on shelves, and they're rolling at like a 13 or a 14, mm. right? Yep. You have to stay on the deck. That being said, the last two last two things for me are going to be guys that can 
scramble around the green, scramblers, and strokes gain around the green. So not only do you have to get out of that rough or bunker around the green, I need you to be in one-putt territory Mm -hmm. after that. Absolutely. And there's only 10, 15 guys that I'm really like, you know, they can – I trust them Mm -hmm. in crunch time to get out of a bunker. Yeah. Uh, And then my last one, strokes gain stones. Who's got the cojones to win a U.S. Open? It's not going to be – you know, Jimmy, nobody you've heard of in contention. This is this is a no joke, toughest test in golf. You you gotta have it in you. And what about you? Sorry, oh, it's back on somehow. Uh, no, I pretty much agree, top to bottom with everything that you said. I don't think there's a single metric that you missed on. Uh, you gotta hit a fairway. It's the U.S. Open. If you miss the fairway, it's literally every hole becomes a layup hole. Yeah. Like if you miss a fairway. Par is a birdie. Yeah. Effectively. Um, these greens are preposterous. They are tiny. And even if you hit a green, like land the ball on the green, there's more than a 50% chance that you do not hold it. Yeah. That's ridiculous. So you have to be able to get up and down. You have to be able to chip, putt, the whole nine. So that, that even goes back to hitting the fairway, though. Yeah. You miss the fairway. Congratulations. Your approach hits the green. You're not getting the spin. Oh, not even remotely so close. no one will be holding balls on the green from any rough. Yeah. No, not a chance. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it has to be like a whole location where it, it just like collects into like one particular spot. But how many, what? Uh, I, I don't think I how, saw it. Yeah, yeah. It's like everything seemed to be very turtle shell, almost yeah. like Pinehurst. It, you're not holding anything if you're in the rough. So you got to be accurate and you got to learn how to scramble. It's US Open. And you got to have balls. Yeah, you got to have What did we learn with JT a couple of weeks ago at the PGA? It's not over. When the, the time comes, you have to step up. Think of Colin at, on 16 driving the green and, and getting his eagle at the PGA a couple of years ago in Harding Park. Yep. When the time comes to win a major, you have to have a set. Yeah. And like a, like a JT stepping up to the 18th tee, hitting a bullet low dart. You yep. got to have that in the bag. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. Want me to go over who we like here? Yeah, of course. All right. Obviously, there's there's some no brainers out there that Don't we won't even touch it. on. We do this for the majors, guys. Don't you can you can overthink the RBC Canadian. You can overthink the Pebble Beach Pro Am. You, I will not allow you all to overthink the U.S. Open. Okay, Scotty Scheffler is a fantastic player, and he's the number one player in the world. Don't overthink it. He's going to play well. He's going to do well. He's a grinder. We know he has the stones. Okay, mm-hmm. John Rahm, same idea. He's a, even if he doesn't come in in form, like he's still in pretty good form, but he's not in John Rahm form. But I know he's got it. And you just said weeks ago yeah. he was bringing, what, his C game? Yeah. And, and he, he was still a top 10? Yeah, he's seventh mm. when he had his C game. Yeah. Okay? There are guys that have it, okay? I mean, I'm not going to talk about Jordan, really, but we know Jordan has the stones to win. If Jordan's putter can just show up, please, he'll be fine, okay? Mm-hmm. And that that helps because he's a, if not the best, he is a world-class around-the-green player. He's unbelievable. It's, it's, I would trust him from, like, a plugged bunker uphill eight feet than me just like putting a five footer mm-hmm. yeah you're right <laughs> uh, better chance he'll hit it so rory mcelroy it's obvious he has the stones he just won unbelievable in form. he's yep. in unbelievable form. masters look at what he did that sunday i will give you this one stat that people always say oh did you peak too early he's the only player in this field at the u.s open that has ever won the week before a major and then won a major mm-hmm. he's the only one that can say that He's learned how to get it done. Yeah. He can get it done between the ears. That's why he's lethal. And his dri- if his driver 
can drive the ball like we know. He not only has the accuracy mm-hmm. and the distance. Yep. And the shot dispersion too. Mm-hmm. He can put he can move he can move that ball. Oh yeah. Uh Max Homa, okay? His approach game is amongst the top in the field right now. Mm-hmm. And I'll say it, the putter after only 99 putts 2 weeks ago. Ridiculous. I'm going to say we had our we had our doubts about the Masters. I remember T- Tim was like, "Look, if Max Homa could just putt, he's like, a, you know, he's arguably the best player in the world right now." The putter's back. So mm-hmm. Max Homa, don't overthink it. Steve's guy. Maybe I'll let him talk about it, but Matty Fitz, you can talk about Matty it. Matty Fitz. He was the U.S. amateur winner here back in 2013. He's got that cross-handed. The cross-handed chipping thing's crazy. Chip. I don't know how the, my brain like isn't comprehending Me too, it. Me yeah. too, yeah. I would he, duff everyone. He somehow gets it done. And listen, he's just, I He's don't a know. guy we've talked about like four or five weeks yeah. in a row now. Yeah, good form. He's accurate, but he's not very long, but that he doesn't need to be. He's a grinder. Yep, He and he can absolutely work those greens. Yeah. Cameron Young, okay? take that 84 that he shot two weeks ago on Sunday and throw it out. Okay. That is the result of a, of just some like literally two bad holes in a row. And then he's out of it. He's like, you know what? Now I'm not going to win. Fuck it. Mm -hmm. He's a young kid. Obviously needs to have it in between the ears, but he is a T to green monster. Yep. Okay. Joaquin Neiman. Yes, dude. I don't have enough good things to say about this guy. T to green. He is also another guy that Similar to a Justin Thomas, where I say, just bring your putter for me, mm-hmm. okay? Just putt to a zero for me. Yeah. Because he's better than, I think, when I ran the stats on Rick Rungood, he's better than like 95% of the field tee to green, okay? Absolutely. Uh, Billy Horschel, all right? You get psycho, you get American psycho, Billy Horschel, a little bit fired up. He's hitting some greens. He's playing a seven and a half hour round out there. <laughs> He's going to be fine. He seems to be in a better place mentally, though. He definitely is. He's laughing and smiling. He had he at press conference two weeks ago. He's like, come on, like can't get any better than this. I'm playing good golf. My family's here. Yeah. You love to see that. Two guys that are going under the radar, and then I'll jump into some longer shots with some value. Mm-hmm. Two guys that are under the radar that probably shouldn't be. Xander Shoffley. <laughs> okay? I understand he's not the Xander that, we, that we've known in, in years past with the dominating performances. Wins weird events. Yeah, he wins the wonky ones, guys. Yeah. Okay? He's always a threat at a U.S. Open because his game, top to bottom, is good. So mm-hmm. he doesn't have a weakness. Yeah. He might not be the best guy in the world around the green, but he's in the top 20, right? Things like that. And then uh, Daniel Berger, okay? Hmm. No one talking about DB. DB's Straight out here it. just vibing, okay? <laughs> I understand he could be a little bit of hothead. He's a streaky guy, so if he starts... You know, I'll double back and say if he starts to bogey holes on Thursday and Friday, he's not going to bring that on the weekend because he's a he's a complete four round guy. He's not a two and two. He's not a three and one. Mm-hmm. Longer guys that are going to have value don't need to be long. Don't overthink it. Abe answer. Mm-hmm. Great around the green. Yeah. Good on approach. Great mm-hmm. with the wedges. Yeah. Uh, Davis Riley. Okay. New blood. New blood, guys. He this kid's here to stay. He's a machine. He's Max Homa Jr. All right. That's a ringing endorsement. Yep. Uh, and then Keith Mitchell just played well last week. Mm-hmm. Don't know if he has the stones necessarily. He doesn't know how to win at this level. But, but he doesn't have to win you if gotta, you bet him top 20. You like a matchup. You like a top 20. Keith mm-hmm. just played really well. Um, and then Brendan Steele and Adam Long are two guys I was kind of watching for the last couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Both are trending. Adam Long is like a lights-out putter. Yeah. So uh, that'll do it for me. What do you Speaking got? Speaking of a guy who can roll the rock. A guy who's won the big ones before, uh, or at least competed at a very high level, Justin Rose. Rosie. Yeah. I mean, fresh off a of 60. Yeah. Fresh off an unbelievable round. Not the longest guy in the world. 
Don't need to be. Fairly accurate. Yeah. He, he has his moments where he can be, you know, pinpoint. He has his moments where he can spray. If he can get it together he's off streaked, the tee, yeah. if he can just hold it together for, uh, for four rounds off the tee, he's deadly around the greens. We stand a chance. We do. Um, I'm probably not going to go with him outright. Yeah. But top 20. Yeah, if I get him in a matchup, I'll probably take him because mm-hmm. he'll be playing those second-tier guys. Yeah. Think about it. Morikawa. Colin. I don't know if you Very, wanna... very accurate. And especially, it doesn't matter where he's at in a fairway. As long as he's in a fairway, he has a chance to land it on the green. Unbelievable with his irons. Ridiculous dispersion. <laughs> like, I, I think he could probably comfortably land on... 70% of greens from 210 yeah. yards in. Yeah. That's insane. You guys should go watch those videos that they do with TaylorMade where they put, like, targets out there, and he just, like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. He's got height. He's got spin. He can make a drop on a dime. Colin. Jordan Spieth. The guy is incredible with wedges. It's gonna. I, I feel like wedge is going to be one of the most important clubs in the bag this week. Here's a name that came across my desk. Third, third week in a row I've used yeah. that reference. That's okay. Your, your intern just handing you a... Uh, yeah. Brooks Kepka. No one talking about Brooks. Shows out for the big ones. He's been injured. He's been recovering. He's recently married. Congrats on the sex. You know? Uh, maybe uh, you know, he, he hasn't played in too many tournaments. He's in a feature group. Yep. He's going to be... Yeah, exactly. He likes when the, the, bright, the, when the lights are shining bright. He's, he's openly said that. Yep, <laughs> and he's a, a dominator, like mentally, like when he's oh, yeah. when he's locked in. If he's playing well, if he can just be, you know, he can definitely lock it down, focus, and, and like. Like if it gets down where I'm where I'm sensing this is like if it gets down to like a Sunday match play. Mm, oh, I yeah. I don't I don't want any part of Brooksy. I'm, if, I'm, if Brooks is within the top twenty five heading into Saturday, yeah, he's gonna he what he does is he picks a guy on the leaderboard. He says I'm gonna beat that guy this mm-hmm. today. Yeah. Like so I'm saying, if it's Sunday and he's in like the second to last group and he's one back, he's gonna play match play with the guys in front of him. Mm-hmm. And then just the last person, uh, again in good form, cool guy. I think you're gonna probably take him to at some point. Uh, HV3, dude, love it. Yep. Someone we didn't mention that Tim is all over is Tony. I love Tony. Yeah, you can't can't get wrong with Tony here. Mm-hmm. Uh, just need Tony Top to 10. just need Tony to hit some greens because his fault is that when he gets around the green his like sand recovery and scrambling percentage sometimes isn't great but last week canada mm-hmm. Faye was fantastic yeah and he was dominating tee to green but so, that, that was also that really felt like a, a tony event you know because it's not as many guys stacked up so it's <laughs> like that's that's a tony coming in second place event yeah. and it's it, like that's literally what it was we're, we're excited forward. to see his scripting for mm-hmm. the uh, u.s so he's always an interesting nike uh outfit yeah. guy all those guys even uh, Tommy Fleetwood, he he he's not afraid to really experiment. Yeah, I wonder if they have any say in that. I always wonder. Do you that. think Fleetwood's a good play? Because he's great short game, but I don't know if he's going to be able to get there off the tee. Yeah, he just can't. He just can't hit a fairway. That's like he's like losing big strokes. Mm. Uh, fade. Yeah, I think fade. But um, I have a couple right. of uh, really quick, couple of prop bets. Go ahead. Okay, props three that I'm looking at. A winner in the final pairing. No, plus 165. All right, so I'm just betting that someone's going to come from behind effectively. I'm just rooting for fun. Yeah. Right? It's fun to It is for fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a hole-in-one for the entire tournament, no, is plus 105. So, so they really think that the 11 is The least likely gonna, yeah. shot to happen, <laughs> they are predicting at plus money. It's going to happen. <laughs> Take advantage of it. Yeah. 
I mean, yeah, it's a 131-yard hole that you know they it could even play as like 115 potentially with wind or who or placement. Who knows? But still, what are the odds? Very slim on these type of greens. Yeah, I think it's slim, so I'm taking that. And then uh, the winning margin, I actually have this one going to a playoff, and that's oh. plus 300. See, I usually throw a uh, my my move last year was the two shot win margin, which was always like plus 250. Hmm? So you just have to hit that every time. I mean, I think it's like plus three thirty. Yeah, I, I mean, look at last week, or you just won by two. Yeah, so things like that. Yeah. So don't be afraid to, to hammer those. But that closes out all of uh, my picks. What I'm seeing. Agreed. Uh, I mean, as far as props for me, I'll probably do uh, winner from America. Yes. Hmm. Um, I'll do top um, top Englishman Rory, even though it'll probably be minus money, but I think he is, hmm. especially with Terrell missing the cut last week. Uh, even because he's like the one threat, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, or sugar. Well, he's Irish. Um, he doesn't count. Oh yeah, uh, I forget about those geopolitics yeah. <laughs> and how it works. Well, Rory, you know, Northern Irish. He yeah. supports the Queen. Shane does not. Sad. Uh, just things like that. You guys have fun with it. Uh, we'll post those this week. I don't really have much. We'll get into Survivor now. So for Survivor and for Jacket Picks, I'm going Rory McIlroy for Survivor, as is my compadre Steve. Uh, don't overthink it. My jacket pick is going to be a Max Homa top 20. Lock that in because he, he's going to make a run at this. Definitely top 20. Rory McIlroy, top 10. I, I know you, keep, you guys keep telling me to stay away from the top yeah, 10s. But three for three last week in top 10s if you're looking to get I've units. never done that. I've never done that. Listen, there's there's, yeah. there's good things that happen All in right. between these years sometimes. <laughs> Just sometimes. not when I step to a tee on a golf course. But <laughs> Sometimes I'm good at this. Yeah, exactly. Tim is going with... Tony Finau and a Tony Finau top 20. Mm. And Justin is going with Patrick Reed. He's going for the bad guy angle, which I don't hate. He's going to use a lot of golf hacks. <laughs> I mean, to think about it, though, Justin's not, he's got a good train of thought. Like, if Pat Reed can just hit fairways, he's not, he's literally like he's one of the, the lowest yeah. distance guys, but he's fantastic. How is he not a good distance guy? I don't know. He's a big dude. He's a brick shit house. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. He should be able to hit it a country. He's mile. losing. He he averaged like two ninety or two ninety two like last year. Now he's down to like two seventy eight. That's literally. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I t- see. I don't know what's going on. Uh, and then live survivor standings. I'm at five point nine mil. Stevie at three point three. Tim at two point four. And uh oh, knocking at the door is Justin at one point nine. That'd be an all time upset if Tim somehow comes in last in this. I don't know what to say. I need, I I'm need him sneaky to sneaky rooting for it, but I also you'd hate to see it. But I know. I don't know. And look, Tim, I'm, I'm getting sorry, a little buddy. bit uncomfortable because you've stormed stormed up to second. Maddie fits healthy, big, I, <laughs> big. I need an I need like a three million dollar cushion because you're gonna hit one of these outrights and then it's gonna get real close. Well, at least this week you're safe. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're tying. Maybe I'll just no copy you all week and oh, just play geez. play games. Uh, now I got to start looking at what you've used and just yeah, out, uh, out finesse you. Yeah. See, hey, that that information is available to you. You can look at that. Mm, interesting. Uh, that'll do it, you guys. It's the U.S. Open. It's fantastic. It's the toughest test in golf. It's right in our backyard here in Massachusetts. People sleep on Mass Golf, man, but it's some of the biggest in the country. It's the fifth largest golf market in the country. Is it really? Oh yeah. Hmm. Could you guess who's ahead of it? Uh, Texas, I know for sure. Dallas, uh, Fort Worth just area. Like, just state-wise. Uh, all right, so California, Florida, Texas, Arizona? Uh, no. Hmm. Ohio. Ohio. Have and you then, seen that hypothetical? If you were given $2 billion, but you can never leave the state of Ohio <laughs> ever again, would you take it? I think, I think no. <laughs> I'm out on that. 
No thanks. There's no there's no beaches. There's no ocean. There's the mistake by the lake. Yeah. <laughs> there's skyline chili. Not good for the bowels. No, I, I, I had yeah. a, a wedding in Cincy last last. Is it fall. good? Never had it. Uh, let's just not go there. Okay. Good. Yeah. All right, ladies and gents, thanks for listening. We love you guys. Episode 42. Uh, look on the internet for the cards, for our survivor picks, all that jazz. Look, enjoy the golf. It's a fantastic week. If you're in our area, try to go. Get a ticket. Um, it's not often that we have a major up here. Mm-hmm. All right, gang, that'll do it. Love you guys. Hey, Take it hey. easy. Long days at work, I grab my shirt, my bag. We sent out the front line. Frustrations in my head just play so wet, but it's no one's fault but mine. Long drive home, here we go. I play scramble pod through the radio. Cold bears with the boys, hello. Those links are my only home. Go. Oh.